Brought to you by Megal Australia and Zingzong Media. You're listening to the Grassroots Motorsport Podcast. Hi, I'm Ethan. And I'm Scott. And you're listening to the Grassroots Motorsport Podcast. So it's been a minute again, hasn't it? Yeah. Been a bit of a break. So um, just to fill everybody in, thanks for your patience. Thanks for hanging in there and sending me messages on Facebook when I'm hurrying up and doing another podcast. So I do appreciate the feedback, positive or otherwise. (laughs) Except for that one person who gave us one star on iTunes. Whoever you are, I'm coming for you. Anyway. No, I want to shake that guy's hand for just having the guts of just pressing <laughs> one star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Stand up for your rights. Um, yeah, so what's been happening with us is we've relocated again. Um, so that's why the bit of a break, bit of an extended break. But now we are in beautiful regional Victoria um, in between three fabulous car clubs. So we, we certainly will be sharing our love. Um, as much as we can. Our allegiances will always lie at Packenham Auto Club. Yes. But, um, yeah, we look forward to getting to know the guys at, at Pyark, as they are... Uh, uh, what's the word? Well, as they're known as, because that's what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phillip Island Auto something cut club. <laughs> Auto Racing Club, perhaps? Yeah. So on this episode of the Grassroots Podcast, we try to work out what acronyms mean. (laughs) (laughs) So no, so this week we're actually, we do have a special guest and we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, This recording with young Mr. Angelo was actually from a few rounds of the supercars ago. Yeah. Um, Obviously before his big knock at Bathurst, which I know some drivers don't like talking about their big knocks, especially if they're fairly... Um, fresh, yeah. So, which is why you, you'll see on the on the media channels they do try to um, uh, get them on the mic straight away. It's kind mm. of like ripping the bandaid off. But yeah, hopefully, um, well, I'm sure he's well. Um, but yeah, hopefully he's bounced back from that fairly quickly. But you'll enjoy the interview. Um, if you haven't uh, met Angelo yet or had a discussion, you're in for a treat. Um, yeah, Very professional, great operator. But um, yeah, obviously. Uh, this year's coming to an end for the big show for yeah. um, V8 Supercars. But a um, little bit been happening. Uh, first of all, there was the announcement a week ago about Adelaide uh, being dropped from the round next year. Um, I think there's there's plenty of views and opinions and, and talk out there. And I mean, I, I'm disappointed for the sport. Yeah, it's a um, big hit. But... Um, I think when I told you, Ethan, like you said, you weren't surprised. No, I wasn't. So tell me more. Well, it's just just generally speaking, we've had quite a lot of events cancelled this year, not just in Australia, but throughout the world. Yep. So it's sort of just like I wasn't hoping for any motorsport events. When we sort of got halfway through, I sort of expected to hang up the gloves for the season. Yep. And, you know, it was quite a treat to have Bathurst and yeah, what was it, Sydney Motorsport Park, and that mm-hmm. that, was, that was a treat yeah. to have. And you know, they were very all very good races, especially because of the new supercar regulations. But yep. yeah, just 
sort of, you know, didn't hold my breath for it. Well, didn't hold my breath for anything coming up. <laughs> yeah, to true. To be honest. Yeah. And so, you know, seeing a lot of even grassroots events, you know, where like only 10 spectators show up and they're yeah. normally just the driver's families who had to come along. Yep. And them getting cancelled, you know, a city race. Yeah. Adelaide, yep. You know. No, I, I get that. They're all reasonable, yeah. reasonable thoughts. And I guess from a um, a spectacle point of view, um, I know that the organisers had cops and flack about um, like the musical acts that they were getting in that they weren't getting in the big names that they used to. Mm. And so I, I think it had lost some of its shine in terms of being a um, a non uh, like a, a general family event. Mm. Like, you know, you had to be a diehard Supercars fan, I think, to go. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, everything's changed in the COVID landscape, the, the COVID normal, as we're calling it, which I don't like. But, yeah. Um, it is, we've got to put up with it, so. It is what it is. Yes. And the thing is, as well, is with a lot of the street races, it's not just, well, it's with a lot of races, but like, let's say you go to Phillip Island, right? You go yep. there and there's really the supercars, their go-kart track, and, you know, a few team, like, t- few displays for teams advertising for, I don't know, the new fancy supercar. Yep. Or the showing off some, you know, some rich guy showing off his, you know, million dollar, <laughs> um, historic race car. Yeah, with- shout out to the rich guys that are yeah. listening, though. Yeah. Patreon. Grassroots yes. Motorsport Podcast. Buy us, buy us some uh, <laughs> coffees. Yeah, continue. Dad, Dad needs a few. Anyway, but with street races, like street events, they're always, it's, there's, there's, there's a lot there. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's more stuff to do, which is not just generally focused around the motorsport event. So I think losing, you know, the music or, yeah. you know, those, you know, the Sims or just anything like that, losing it sort of takes away from it. And so just having the supercars there, closing down the city, so to speak, or yep, a yep. part of the city, and not have the rest of the spectacle isn't really worth, yeah. you know, the crazy amount of money which goes into these events. Yeah, yeah. And admittedly, like the organisers, which I haven't actually done any research on, so completely talking off the cuff, mm. but um, the, the organisers of Summonats made the call fairly early to move mm. their event to 2022. Um, or rather just postpone or cancel 2021 altogether, which obviously that is a very um, up close and personal um, mm. um, event. So, um, yeah, certainly, you know, makes makes a lot of sense that if, um, if you've got a social distance and, um, yeah, isolate the wider community, it does make for a, um, what could potentially be a costly event. But, yeah, it, it is, a, I think it's a shame for the... Um, the supercar fans of, of Adelaide, but, um, you know, necessary part of, um, of, I guess, the landscape of um, motorsport moving forward. Future is grassroots. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, definitely. And, and seeing, I think we'll see um, a resurgence of categories like Formula Ford. Um, hopefully, the I, I really love the sound of the prototype cars, the, mm. the Radicals. So hopefully well, we see them coming to the fore again. I won't. I won't go too far into it, but I honestly do think that, like as I said, grassroots is the future. But I think we might see like motorsport change back into what it used to be, where it yeah. was more a like. When I say you built your car, does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. You didn't show up on a highly regulated, 
you know, yeah. everything down to the wire. Like, you know, if your metal is like just one millimeter too thick, you, you know, get disqualified exactly. kind of thing. We're set. We we're going to see, you know, just builds, race car builds yep. to a regular, like, 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 like a grassroots touring cars, like yeah, production yeah. series and all exactly. that. I think that's going to be the way we're going to be heading for a lot of motorsport. Yeah. It'd be cool to see like the Nugget Nationals on KO. Mm, that would be that would be amazing because that that could be you know the future. Mm. I mean, and that really is that's sort of at the heartbeat of the accessible mm. motorsport too. So. And that is that is me going like apocalypse now on in motorsport. <laughs> you know, everything yeah. dies and supercars shut down. Like I'm going worst case yeah, scenario. Yeah, no, no, no. But... Let's not let's not let's not uh, jinx that. No, because <laughs> that's um yeah. Hopefully that won't happen. No. But um. Yeah, also speaking of supercars, staying on that track for a minute, um, this is the time of year that we see, I think, um, on the on the supercars Instagram feed today, they put it um, about the chess pieces moving around. It is the mm. time that drivers start swapping. And I, when I saw this news, I saw the news yesterday that Anton Di Pasquale, former, or he is a Magali, Magal champion. Yep. Um, so he... he, he uh, Proudly steered a, a Magal Formula Ford to to victory, uh, but um, yes, he has switched camps. And when that was announced this morning as to where he went, I did declare a media blackout over um, this household. So Ethan, um, it, I'm not going to build this up anymore. No, I've and, been waiting all day. So and and obviously listeners already know, but um, he has gone to DJR Penske. I'm done. <laughs> so Ethan just quit the. I'm done. <laughs> He's just quit. <laughs> so Anton, holy cow! We, we don't know what to make of it. Um, that that's a stab, and that's a stab. <laughs> don't. We're we're big fans of your work, but um, yeah, it's kind of it's a betrayal. <laughs> no, especially as a, especially as an Erebus fan, you know, if you know me personally, I'm when I say I'm patriotic, I quite. Yeah. Love my country. And, yes. you know, Erebus is one of those true Australian yep. teams, you know. Yep. They're pure. They're pure Australian. They still got, represent. Yeah. They've got, the super, they've got what supercars used to be when it was exactly. the Australian Touring Car Championship, yep. not supercars. Yeah. They still got that spirit. And, you know, I think Anton Di Pasquale was a really good asset for them. Like, yes. you know, they were a very good team, Dave Reynolds and Anton, you know. Yeah. Worked quite well. You know, and, and admittedly, like yeah. I, I do get it. Like yeah. um, Erebus are a smaller team, yeah, and they are. certainly wouldn't have the budget of DJR Penske. And the thing is, is that in the end, you're a racing driver. You sell your soul to the corporate, uh-huh. you yeah. know, ways, and so you're there to, in the end, make money. And if someone's going to be offered, you know, yeah, more cash, someone's got to fill in for Scott McLaughlin, which has moved to IndyCar. Yes, yeah, which that is yeah. that is actually you know good for him. That's and, and again, Very that's good. something that we could, you know, we could see that one coming. But mm. um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dick. I know that you're a, li- a fan of the show and you do listen. But Dick Johnson, you, you haven't really been on my favourite personality list ever since I'd seen you go head to head with Peter Brock um, when I was Ethan's age. So I'm sorry to break that news to you, mate. But um, yeah, that, for me, that um, to really cross that uh, to cross that road over to to DJ, DJR, I know that it's been. Uh, there would have been a lot of factors at play um, that's uh, led to that decision. Which I, I know that um, I, when we when we interviewed um, 
young Troy Dow for an, another media um, thing that we do, who's a, a a rising star within Australian Rally Championship. He'd actually spent a fair amount of time in Finland um, mm. uh, tra- training, and he actually put it quite well um, that in order to to in order to be the best, you have to race against the best. And really, um, you know, if if you want to uh, to be the best within supercars, oh, go Penske all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good it, team. You're working. You know, you're working with not like well funded. Well, well, the pro- the thing is, is that pe- they've got such good engineers yeah. and race st- strategists. Well, you got and- um, you got Ryan Story. <laughs> uh, that, Another thing. Fa- sorry, Ryan. I know you listen. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> A tumbleweed just went through the studio. That's what we, what the delay was there. Sorry about that. So anyway, um, we better move on from this this train wreck. Um, yeah, that's just come. Pinsky. That's just come. That's the uh, that's become a like crash. Yeah, I wasn't expecting has. that. Yeah, but um, no. So it'll be quite interesting to see what twenty twenty one brings. No, for... I reckon that Anton's going to be start racking up those wins now. Yeah, he. I mean, he's certainly. Um, it certainly wouldn't have been. Um, would have been. An, would have not with, been easy. Well, it wouldn't have been any any fault or mm. um, problem with uh, Erebus. You know, they no, certainly. Er- they, Erebus they is definitely, a great team. Yeah, you know, they've got good budget for um, a motorsport team, but they certainly punch above their weight. So you know, certainly um, for them to be consistently in the top ten in most meetings. Um, they do do exceptionally well, mm. but just so. with the better engineers and stuff, he's going to be in a much oh, yeah, faster yeah, yeah. car. No doubt, so. no doubt. But and you know, with a talent like that, yeah, you're in for a good. Yeah. So so thankfully, um, we do end the podcast on an interview with someone from the good side of the force, who, Angelo, who is a driver for Triple Eight. So, um, for Super uh, Two, Triple Eight, yeah, yeah still. So yeah, we'll we'll move on from the from the DJR Penske um, side of things. But um, yeah, what's on the? Do you have any plans at the moment for twenty twenty one? Personally, in motorsport, Ethan, <laughs> just drive a car quickly. Yeah, that's yeah. at the, at that at this stage. Like we had we had a pretty good season planned up for this year. Yep, you know, which you know sadly got wrecked. As um, as did most. Uh, as is most people. people. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not the only person in that boat. You no. know. But one... your your journey is private too. So. Mm. But you know there are, there are people who had worse situations. Yep. In their you know. Yep. Motorsport career this year. You know, there's some teams you know who rely on the money, mm-hmm. and couldn't be delivered. That's right. And, uh, and I know. To... Yeah, a lot of teams mm. have done it tough. So. You know, luckily we weren't in a situation where, you know, we were in between, you know, the lovely fast cars and, you know, mm. private grassroots racing. We weren't stuck there. We were still just planning that. So yep. luckily we didn't overcommit on anything and may be at a loss. Yep. Um, so at this stage, I'm just itching to drive fast. We've got a mower and I'm just... Wanting to just do laps <laughs> around right the backyard, yeah, yeah, right on yeah. my Just do laps around the backyard. It's fast enough for me at this stage. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Watch, watch um, the the um, amazing career of Ethan Leslie in lawnmower racing. 
<laughs> coming to you live from southwest Gippsland. So. We should we should so do a thing on lawnmower mo- racing. That is such yep. a cool motorsport. Yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 see what we can do because yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly um, they may have gone to ground. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see because uh, yeah, a lot of people aren't as reachable as what they were in 2019. No, so, but um, yeah, if you are listening and you're um part of the Australian professional ride on lawnmower racing championship. I'd love to do an interview yeah, with please you. Please reach out. So. Yeah. I've seen go go on YouTube and go uh, watch some of the onboards. They're just ridiculous. Yes. It's for yeah. lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, moving on now to the topic and the title of uh this week's episode. Um as I said about fifteen minutes ago um, we did interview Angelo um, before, I, I believe it was the Townsville round, perhaps, if my memory serves correctly. It was just as um, uh, Victorian Premier uh, had um, announced uh, further uh, the harshest round of lockdowns here in Melbourne. Um, but um, the information is still relevant, so certainly it is a good interview. And I hope you enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat with Angelo. Uh, so we'll start off right off the bat. Um, what actually was your aspirations to become a racing driver? What what made it start? What what made you want to start? Uh, to be honest, my my uh, my dad was into F one a lot. Well, he still is, and um, me and dad used to watch watch F one a lot together. Back in the, the Michael Schumacher, you know, Fernando Alonso era sort of thing. No, oh, yeah, yeah. B10, B8 days. And I know I always loved it, always stayed up and watched it. It was, um, yeah, so it sort of came from there and then moved into go-karts when I was really young and um, I enjoyed it. But unfortunately, Dad's work got out of hand and I had to put it on a break for a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and in between that period of me um, just sort of, not racing, it, it it made me realise how much I love the sport. And um, from there, it sort of stemmed into me racing, me wanting to race supercars, watching it, like, all the time. So yeah. I started off with F1 and then realised how hard it is to get into there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a... Yeah, so try to put a more realistic goal in place from when I was early, uh, sorry, early in my career. And, um, yeah... Sort of set my eyes to supercars. So it was almost like um, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Not that you probably remember mm-hmm. that song, but it's. <laughs> I'm showing my age, but it's kind of. Um, yeah, you. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until you didn't have it anymore that you realised how good you had it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, actually, just mentioning karting, as you were saying, from that, what was your best moments from your karting days? Dad and I had a lot of ups and downs. We we sort of kept to ourselves in go karts. Like, just we sort of preferred it just being me, me and him, and, and my engine builder at the time. And um, sort of did a year of karts early on, and did all the country events. And um, it was just Dad and I, mm-hmm. you know, um, camping out and enjoying ourselves, and you know, having some real good family time. And um, that was probably the my favourite moment in karts. Just I wasn't winning anything, but that wasn't the point. I was enjoying myself. Mm. I was learning so much, you know, mechanically and and on the track. And it was just Dad and I, and we're just sort of having a time of our life for a year. 
and then it started getting serious the following year, which I won the States um, in a pretty competitive field, which was another highlight. Mm. Yeah, that, that that's always can come for a high, highlight, uh, which now we're going to get into some more serious stuff, actually. So from when you, after karting, you moved over to Formula Ford, which is a pretty logical and uh, mature step up from karting. But was there much difference between a go-kart and a Formula Ford car? Oh, absolutely. You know, so you've got, you know, a, a solid rear axle go-kart that's got about, I don't know, about 15 horsepower, not that much. Um, and then you move into uh, an open-wheeler which has 150 horsepower and weighs 500 kilos with mm. gears, and especially a H-pad gearbox. That's such a, a big difference to a sort of single-speed direct-drive go-kart. So the, the jump is massive. It, it always is from go-karts to like a circuit car. So it was, it was cool to learn um, in such a good environment with, with Sonic. Mm. Yeah. So, um, uh, what, how, how did that arrangement come about? Did you? Because um, I know um, Sonic do have a driver testing program. Is that is that how you, how the connection was with them, or how did how did you actually um, get started into into Formula Ford? To be honest, um, I started. So I actually searched around Dad and I, and um, we we had a had to go on a Formula Four car. And yep. I didn't really enjoy it. I found it too sort of PlayStation-y and too easy. Oh. There wasn't much going on. So mum, mum knows of uh, Gary Rogers and yep. um, parts of their family because mum's a hairdresser. So okay. mum yep. actually does parts of their relative uh, Gary's uh, relatives' uh, hair. Oh. So um, I got Gary's contact uh, through um, through them, and I was fortunate enough to speak to to Gary. So. Um, I spoke to him and he basically, he said to me, um, if you want to go to supercars, you got to go from a forward. And uh, I asked what team and they said Sonic. He said Sonic. So, you know, from there, I just went straight to Sonic and, uh, and asked him, told him what I did and uh, how I went in go-karts and jumped on board with Sonic in 2017. Awesome. And um, I guess... Uh... You know, you're aware that we've got a connection back to uh, Magal, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. and obviously in Formula Ford as well. You know, you've got that opportunity to pick a lane like between manufacturers. But uh, forgetting that we're connected to Magal, how, how did you actually find? You know, what what's your unbiased opinion of um, them as a manufacturer, and, and like, did you have any sort of um, particular experiences with the Magal cars or? Well, I, have, I actually haven't driven a Spectrum, so okay. I've always been Miguel, and um, that's what Sonic have, have um, developed and and prepared for the last God knows how many years. Yeah, so yeah. I've just I've just always been in a Miguel, and I've never driven anything else, and swear by it. Yep, yep, yep. Fair enough, because um, yeah, that's the, that's the thing with Sonic. They've obviously you know they've got a very good reputation of running a, a you know a, a pretty tight outfit. And um, yeah, a bit like the Ford and Holden thing in the supercars that used to be. Um, yeah, I think once you're in one camp, you, you don't really change. So that that makes sense, and and that's sort of you know um, because my dealings with Formula Ford is still fairly new. I, I'm always keen to find out what motivates people to choose a particular manufacturer because it isn't like 
you know, Ford or Holden, like people don't know Spectrum or, or Miguel when they, you know, start looking. So I'll, I am curious to learn what motivates people, you know, to choose one manufacturer over the others. But yours my, is... My whole view on that was to go with Sonic because of their previous winners and their yeah, yeah, yeah. producer. Mm. They've driven a Miguel, so why wouldn't you sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So yep. that's, that's why we went with them. Yep, exactly. So uh, I will now move on to f- uh, move on from Formula Ford into now what you drive currently, which is the Super Twos, which is a pretty big step up considering from a Formula Ford car. And uh, so, what was the difference between an open wheel and a Formula uh, and a touring car? How was that uh, crossover? Well, that crossover was quite big, to be honest. But um, you know, we made it happen, which was awesome, and uh, I can't thank everyone enough that. Um, and put it together for me so basically I had uh, Nick Perkat help me out heaps um, in my championship winning season in awesome. mm. yeah. and um, he was sort of a mentor for me and he had obviously a connection with Brad Jones so I was able to test the, the supercar in last year mm. to drive like but my first ever sedan experience was in a current spec supercar oh wow and, yeah <laughs> I jumped straight into a, a current spec ZB um, and had a blast like obviously the change is massive but it's sort of come natural to me for some reason i i don't really know how but we got on the pace pretty pretty quickly awesome. mm. running. so um yeah it was, it was a pretty cool experience something i'll never forget yeah yeah and from that is there actually a difference between the super twos and the current spec uh uh supercars how uh, yeah not not a massive step like there's a lot more aero in the ZB um, just a, a lot more overall grip and the, the aero is more weighted to the rear of the car in the ZB so yeah yeah um, but other than that it's just it, it, it's not a massive difference and I I also drove two completely different cars going from a BJR car to a AAA car mm. so it's hard really to compare yeah. the distance obviously because the cars are set up so wildly mm. different but it's just more grip if that makes sense mm. And then actually from that, according to the internet, you also did 25 laps in a Porsche Cup car. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so so how, how are those in comparison to the supercars as well? Because that seems to be a very popular thing to do before jumping to a supercar as well. Yeah. So we, so I jumped in the, the Porsche after the supercar test and um, did that with the Porsche experience part of the Formula Ford um, yep. mm. uh, prize. So... I don't know, it was a, a wildly different car to drive being on the left-hand side, paddle shifts, um, and a rear-engine car. So the, the grip in that 9-mom, in, in the GT car was just crazy. There's just unlimited amount of grip. And there's a lot less going on yeah. in the actual cockpit, so you had more time to focus on your braking. Because um, in a supercar, you're, you're thinking about bars and, Obviously, sequential and throttle loops. You didn't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. Just through cars, so um, it's just you can't really put to words how different it is. It's just a, a completely um, opposite experience of driving a supercar. Mm. Hard, hard to imagine for us. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more nimble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And so. Now, actually, talking about your Super Two car, uh, so you actually do drive for the Triple Eight team. Did you ever think you'd be driving for a team with such a rich history when you were younger? Uh, absolutely not, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't, it, it, 
even sitting here at home right now, it's still unbelievable what's what's happening. I've got to pinch myself every hour to, to realise what I'm doing. I never sort of think it would happen, you know, and especially joining Triple Eight, like it's the peak of motorsport and mm. I went from go-karts to Formula Ford to Triple Eight, like I don't know how I've done it, but I can't really thank Percat enough for sort of setting it all up. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. And and what are you actually, because um, are you based in Vic still or? I'm in Queensland now, so I've, I've packed all my bags as soon as I yep. got the phone call. Brilliant. Yeah, that that's a smart move because mm. um yeah that, that's what I was going to ask is how how are you coping with um with what's been happening in Victoria like being announced in the last couple of days it's um yeah. you know been a, a big shift for everyone to go back on hold again and obviously we've had all the local teams migrate north um, mm. like a, in, you know in the big show but um yeah it's sort of uh, yeah good to hear that you're out of um. You're out of harm's way. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which actually, yeah, talking about the coronavirus, how did you actually stay sharp during the period where everyone had to stay home? Yes, uh, we had, well, pretty much our workshop shut down for about four weeks. So I literally spent about four weeks on the sim. Ah, oh, gotcha, uh, yeah. I bring my sim up from home and was just cutting laps nonstop. <laughs> got to do some cool races online. So just jumped on the sim, really. And lots of bike rides. Yeah. Sounds good. And from that staying sharp as well, there are actually very... I was checking the calendar for Super 2 and is in comparison, not many races compared to the Supercar. So do you do any other motorsports to stay sharp or do you just do Super 2? Uh, I, at the moment, I'm just um, focusing on, uh, on on Super 2 because that's really... I don't, I don't really want to sort of mix up my forms of, of cars this year. just want to learn as much as mm. I can in the... In the supercar but we've got a couple we've had six test days this year and obviously got another four more rounds to go so there's plenty of time in the car and there's lots of stuff to do yeah okay um so once you are properly back on track and everything starts uh you know clearing up again how do you want to start the 2021 uh 20 yeah 2021 wow yeah how do you want to start that season? What will be your coronavirus comeback? What's that? Sorry if it came back. No, no, no. no. What, what's your oh, coronavirus yeah. comeback? Like, what, what, how do you want to um, start the new season? Coronavirus. Oh, okay. For next year. Yeah. I don't know. So hopefully this year goes ahead, goes ahead and we still have our four rounds because this year was basically a learning year for me for, the, for next year. So hopefully this year I do a good job and learn as much as I can for the next year and try and put my best foot forward for the championship next year. Yep. Yep. And you've got a good team to back you on that. Yeah, and I guess um, I suppose my my question is as well because there's obviously a lot of young guys, um, you know, aspiring to to fo- follow a you know similar pathway to yours, but. Um, you, know, you are working for Triple Eight, you know, day in day out. What, what's your average day there? Like, what, what do you actually? Well, believe it or not, I'm a delivery driver by day. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. Um, but at the moment, there's no delivery, so I've just been um been working on my car, and, yep. and I always have worked on my car throughout the year yep. pre-coronavirus, just to obviously learn as much as I can. But awesome. at the moment really building XL race cars and okay um, yep. yeah and uh and working on my car getting ready for Sydney next weekend 
Yep, awesome. Mm. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good to be um, you know, back in the seat again. So now we usually um, yeah, wrap up the these interviews with you know a similar bunch of questions. I'm going to put you on the spot because we've not given you any advance warning. But um, what three pieces of advice can you think of to give to you know up and coming you know young people like yourself? Or what's the best three best pieces of advice you've had uh, that um, you know you'd like to you'd be willing to share? Because obviously you're not going to give away any you know trade secrets. But <laughs> well, to be honest, there there are no secrets. Yeah. You know, there's so many drivers that are retired and they've told you know all what you would call a secret, but you know, if there were three things I could tell anyone, is obviously work hard, yeah. right? Nothing comes for free. Mm. Um, and always put your best foot forward. Like, that's the biggest thing I've learned is never get upset with yourself or frustrated with yourself, you know? Yeah. You're, you're there for a reason. People want you there, so you got to do your best job. Yep. You know, put your best foot forward. And probably my third one is, you know, if, you, if you're racing and you're not having fun, there's no point doing it. No. Mm. You know, so, you know, probably the most important one out of all three is to enjoy what you're doing and uh, have as much fun as possible. Yeah. No, that's that's good. Advice. Yeah. Um, what What is... Uh, do you still have your first car? I'm, I'm assuming you haven't moved on from your first car yet. Uh, my first car. I've got a, like, road car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, da- like yeah, daily. My third, yeah, I've still got it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What? What? What is? What is your first car? I've got, a, I've, got, I've got a Golf, a GDI. Oh, awesome! Mm. Yeah. yeah, Volkswagen fans. Is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instant cred. <laughs> and um, what, what's your? The last question is: um, what, What's your dream car? Like, if there was one car, because it's very hard to ask a car guy, you know, oh, what, what's their one dream car? But do oh, you have one? As soon as I get out, um, I get off my P's. Hopefully, I've got enough to get a. R32, a GDR. Oh, oh yes. That's <laughs> um, but I, I reckon I'll always keep my car because it's just, I don't know, something sentimental for me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, excellent. Well, it, I have to say it's been a, a pleasure interviewing you, Angelo. You can, we can tell that um, you're destined for greatness, like the way you mm. hold yourself, you know, in interviews and, you know, you're... Um, Good head on the shoulders. Yeah, yeah the, you're the full package, mate. So... Um, Look, look forward to watching, um, watching you, uh, you know, uh, dominate Super Twos and you know move move through the ranks, which I'm confident you will. And um, yeah, thanks for your time this evening. I'll, I'll let you get on with your night. Mm. Uh, thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. Yeah, you too. Thank you. See you. Bye. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Grassroots Motorsport Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to come on the show please reach out to us at Facebook. Just search the Grassroots Motorsport Podcast. And if you want to support the show, you can connect with us on Patreon. Just search the Grassroots Motorsport Podcast. Stay safe in there and see you trackside soon.